What's going on people? It's Mario of Woke Up a Rebel that is here with you once again for another episode of Rebelations Podcast. Today I'm bringing you episode number 23 of the podcast. Crazy, right? Number 23. The reason why there are 23 episodes is because some of the episodes are DJ mixes that Aisha and I, aka Jungle Royalty and I, have put together. So not every single episode is an actual conversation, right? So just keep that in mind. You could actually go listen to one of our DJ mixes and just use it, you know, for background music when you're on your way to work or when you're working out, cleaning the house, cooking, doing whatever it is that you're doing. Just make sure you head over to our website, wokeuparebel.com, where you will find all the links to all of our content all in one place. You'll find the Woke Up A Rebel newsletter slash blog. You'll find our shop in our merch store where you can you can support us by buying a hoodie t-shirt mug anything just check it out scroll around see if you like something you will also find the spotify playlist where we support artists that we like we support independent artists we also place we also share some popular songs that we like we search through the internet you know through spotify to find the songs that we consider have replay value right we don't listen to music just to listen to music we actually listen to music to see if it has you know if it's a good quality song if it has a good message and when i say a good message it doesn't always have to be like holding hands type of music you know like um positive all the time i mean yeah we want positive music but you know just stuff that actually sounds and feels good you know when you listen to it that's what we try to look for to add to the playlist and we also try to support independent artists as well Right, you can also find our DJ contract that is available on our website. If uh, you head over to the front page, to the main page, you'll see it right there with what it is that you need, what the event is, times and dates. And you can email that to us, info at wokeuparebel.com. We'll look it over and we'll get back to you as soon as possible. So that way we can bring you the best experience, the best night of music that we can DJ for you. For whatever it is, the occasion, whether it's a wedding, whether it's a private function, birthday party, anything, whatever it is, retirement party, anything, it doesn't matter what the age is, we specialize in music of all times. Okay, so let's get into this week's episode. So today I'm going to be talking about a legend in the reggaeton slash Latin hip hop world. His name is Eddie D. Do you remember Eddie D? Right, if you've been listening to reggaeton since the early 2000s, you will definitely know who Eddie D is. And if you don't, even though you were listening to music back then, where were you? Eddie D is an artist that I can honestly say is one of the best lyricists that across all languages, I would have to say. I know it's probably, I know I probably sound biased saying that, but Eddie D is one of the best lyricists, one of the best songwriters out there. And it's unfortunate that he is no longer active in the music scene. I've been meaning to do episodes about artists that I grew up listening to in the reggaeton world that I actually respect and really like and still listen to up to this day. And I feel like it's only appropriate to start with Eddie D because Eddie D is one of those writers that um, he really deserves his flowers. Like if I had my own drink champs, like a Nori and DJ EFN drink champs, one of the top artists that I would bring would be Eddie D. Just because I can imagine like the amount of stories, the amount of history that this man carries with him is insane. I would love to know where he's at. You know, I would love to know when El Diario album would be coming out, if it's ever coming out. So let's get into this so we can get to know who Eddie D is. So I titled, so the title of this week's episode is Where is Eddie D? You can read along with me if you head over to wokeuparebel.com. Check in the menu where it says Woke Up A Rebel Newsletter. Click on that and you will find all of the newsletters slash blog entries all there. 
And what I kind of do is I read through it. I elaborate on it. It's already written out for me. It's kind of like my script to do the podcast because some people like reading, some people don't. So this episode is for people that like to do both or don't like to read and would rather hear like an audiobook version, I guess, of the blog, which is pretty cool that you have those options, right? Okay, so let's start this. Are you a reggaeton or Latin trap fan, but don't understand Spanish? That's okay. I know how you feel when I listen to Afrobeats music and I'm a piano, because they are usually speaking a West African language or South African Zulu. And that's just the reality. Like, yes, um, a lot of the Afrobeats coming out of Nigeria is in English, but it's a different type of English that, you know, I mean, everybody uses their own slang, right? So I don't necessarily understand everything that i hear in like a Wizkid song or a burner boy song but hey i enjoy the music and that's all that matters and people that don't understand spanish and still listen to it power to you kudos to you thank you so much for supporting the culture eddie d is a musician you definitely know if you've been listening to reggaeton from the early 2000s for a variety of circumstances he vanished from view around 2005 spanish is the primary language of the content concerning the reggaeton giants here's one for eddie d supporters who don't speak spanish right almost all the content that you see on youtube about artists latin artists is in, in spanish right and it makes sense but what about the fans that don't speak spanish reggaeton and latin trap and latin hip-hop is an urban music so it only makes sense that people that don't speak the language but identify with the culture would like to know about these artists but you can't really know about them if there's no content available to you in english the language of all people is music i'm the kind of person that looks up musicians whose songs i like in order to learn how they developed into the fantastic musicians they are now i particularly like to watch youtube programs like molusco tv from puerto rico mikey backstage rapeton and many others that include reggaeton music and feature interviews with the pioneers of the genre, including those in the Christian reggaeton movement. Let's learn more about Eddie Alexander Avila Ortiz, aka Eddie D. Nearly all of the artists in the Latin urban scene, both established names and rising stars, have respect for him. On April 26, 1977, he was born in Rio Piedras, Puerto Rico. He arrived at a time when many urban adolescents in Latin America believed that Latin music was trash, which was the case in the late 1990s and early 2000s. Eddie Alexander Avila is one of the most notable reggaeton and Latin rap lyricists, as well as one of the voices of the young in a time when rock in Spanish, also known as rock in Espanol, dominated. Eddie D took part in the 1990 television program Tus Videos Favoritos, or Your Favorite Videos, in Puerto Rico, which provided young people with a platform to showcase their creative abilities. Eddie began as a dancer, and the program that Flaco Figueroa created gave him an opportunity to show off all of his talent, starting with the dancing and eventually incorporating rapping. And when I say dancing, I mean like it wasn't like Tupac ballerina dancing. I mean like I, I believe he was like break dancing and stuff like that. No, and that was not a shot to Tupac, I'm just stating a fact. He was able to work with the then popular Ghetto Crew on the studio album Es El Comienzo or It's the Beginning in 1994. He had nicknames like El Maestro or El Terrorista de la Lirica, which translates to the terrorist of the lyrics, right? So just giving you an idea, like he's been around for a while, but all of a sudden he walked away in 2005. That's crazy, right? You're probably wondering why. So let's keep it moving to get to that point. Among notable contributions to music are DJ Adam's Mad Jam live concert, La Parranda Rapper's U Records for Back to Business, Underground Records, Todo en la Casa, MC Nonstop Reggae Volume 2, with a track, Es Tiempo de Actuar, or It's Time to Act, 
With the ability to bring down even the most dangerous rival MCs, Eddie D would succeed in establishing himself as one of the most notable and promising acts of rap of rap in Spanish. One of my favorite songs by Eddie D is called Censurarme or Censor Me. And he was an artist that was not only excellent with wordplay, but also created activist music that would make you think deeply. Right, and Censurarme, yo, there's a hip hop version and a reggaeton version to it. I personally like the reggaeton version a little more. It's just, you know, it's like a faster beat and I don't know, it just sounds very uh, aggressive. Like you can hear the, I don't know, I just feel it, the message a little more, if that makes sense. In his 1997 project, Tagwood, featuring hit songs like Señor Oficial, won him the Puerto Rican Rap and Reggae Award for best lyrics in the year of its release. The record was followed by El Terrorista de la Lirica, which was released in 2000, and Biografía in 2001, both of which were immense underground successes, solidifying Eddie as a reggaeton icon whose work was admired even by the genre's mainstream artists who outsold him. Pretty crazy, right? Already on the come up, this guy, you know, like, he was still underground, but already like making some noise. But it shows you, right? He was putting in that work. The Come Up. In the middle of the year 2000, Eddie Avila launched the most important record production of his career up to that point. The one that was called El Terrorista de la Lirica, which had many features including the legendary Michael Emanuel, salsa singer Frankie Ruiz, and a young Tego Calderon. Also, an artist called Horny Man, another one called Panty Man, OGM, OGME Oakley, and Cookie. I know, it's a crazy name. Can you imagine calling yourself that in the year 2023? Horny Man? Anyway. And here's a fun fact for you. Did you know that Eddie D introduced Tego Calderon to the world? Eddie was the first artist to give Tego Calderon the cosign, right? So not only does Eddie D write some crazy tracks, but he also has the ear to find out who's next, who's up next. And he made a definite good choice in believing in Teo Calderon. Moving on to a defining moment for Eddie Avila, aka Eddie D. Los Doce Discípulos, or the Twelve Disciples. Eddie Avila would launch on January 29th, 2004, the most important record production in his career history. Under the biblical name of the Twelve Disciples, the one born in a popular neighborhood of Puerto Rico would be in charge of uniting, in the same production, the hottest Latin urban artists with the greatest impact of that time, all in one album. Album that would become legendary with the participation of Daddy Yankee, Teo Calderon, Vico C, Zion Lennox, Nicky Jam, Julio Voltio, Johnny Prez, Evie Queen, Wiso G, and the poet Gallego. Eddie would present a production where in more than 14 songs, 12 different artists would give their best. Quítate tú pa' ponerme yo, or in English, move so I can come, like basically like move so move out of the way so that I can be in the spotlight type of thing is what that means. So Quítate tú pa' ponerme yo was the hit song from the album. A salsa version of the song is also available on the album's special edition released in 2005. The song reached number 8 on the Billboard Tropical Songs chart thus earning a 2005 Billboard Latin Music Award nomination for Tropical Airplay Track of the Year, New Artist. The main hook or chorus melody says, Quítate tú pa' ponerme yo throughout the song. This is originally from a salsa song by Johnny Pacheco of Fania All-Stars, simply called Quítate tú. According to the Chilean magazine Publimetro, Evie Queen's verse in the song was a feminist statement, claiming that women have the power. And honestly, it was pretty powerful, her verse on there. Los Doce Discípulos was performed at the Latin Grammy Awards of 2005. Not all of the singers participated, led by Eddie D. However, Daddy Yankee was replaced with Eddie D as he performed his worldwide hit Gasolina on the show as well. Right, so Daddy Yankee didn't perform because he was also already, right, booked to perform. Eddie D also performed Wiso G's verse. Tito El Bambino replaced Nicky Jam on the final chorus. 
Instead of Evie Queen beginning her verse with, Quítate tú que llegó la caballota, la perra, la diva, la potra, Evie Queen opened up with, Quítate tú que llegó la caballota, la reina, la diva, la potra, replacing perra, which literally means bitch, with reina, which means queen. The album represented what they were trying to promote at the time, that unity was the only way the genre would blow up globally. And safe to say, I think it worked. The album was released by independent label Diamond Music that was owned by the mogul Ivan Joy. Los Doce Discípulos would become the first album produced by an urban exponent to, deb to debut on the Billboard list and to be nominated for the Latin Grammys. The album also produced the hits by Teo Calderón, Punto y Aparte, Si No Cuidas Tu Mujer, and Taladro. Right, all of these songs are songs that I absolutely love. Side note, Ivan Joy, or Ivan Joy, is the man behind the Quilates album, where I first heard a young Joey Randy on their song, Yo Soy. And I remember I hated that song when it first came out, because I had no idea what they were saying. Like, I, I just didn't make out the words until I looked it up. And then, I, I don't know, it, the song grew on me, and I absolutely loved Joel and Randy. All right, so let's get to the sticky stuff. Where is Eddie D? What, what could have possibly happened that made him walk away? Well, let's start with the beef with Daddy Yankee. Eddie D said, four days before his song's release, Daddy Yankee got the bright idea to drop his own song on the same day, October 8th. 2009 was when Eddie had planned to drop his single. He believes it was not a coincidence. Eddie goes on to say that his issues with Yankee are friendship, trust, loyalty, and how they do business or how they did business, which is what Eddie seems to hold dearly and the code he lives by, right? Just doing honorable shit. Just doing honest business, right? Even if it is a handshake. And uh, if you look at the blog on the website at wokeuparebel.com, you'll see the images that I shared. And I shared an image of the release date of Daddy Yankee's song, which in fact was dropped October 8th, 2009. It seems as though Yankee perhaps failed him in one or more of the areas mentioned above. Eddie mentions that the last time he spoke with Yankee was in 2007. Many fans speculated that his song Eso No Va Conmigo was a diss song to Daddy Yankee, but he denied that claim. He said it was more of a relief or a way for him to express how he was feeling about himself, his fans, the industry, etc. He says it wasn't a diss song, but he did have some bars directed at Yankee. The song Amigo Fiel was definitely a diss song. This song to Daddy Yankee. So look that up if you want, or you can head over to the blog about this at wokeuparebel.com and you will be able to click all of the links, check out the music videos, listen to the songs that I have shared and also the sources of where I got all of the information for this podcast. The label of music genius comes with a lot of criticism for Eddie D. Eddie has received a lot of negative feedback from producers and artists. DJ Adam claimed that Eddie is difficult to deal with since he is a perfectionist. Eddie Avila was the musician DJ Urba claimed to have worked with who was overly concerned with the details. Wisoji claimed he, and by he I mean Eddie, he can have 40 tracks ready to go and decided to suddenly scrap them all and start again. According to rumors, Daddy Yankee learned how to write bars from Eddie D. I don't know how much truth there is to that. That's just something that I came across. Now, moving forward to the global hit by Daddy Yankee, Gasolina. Everybody knows Gasolina, right? It was in 2004 when a catchy song caught the attention of many and quickly became an international hit. It was Gasolina, a song performed by Daddy Yankee, who at that time was already a revelation in the world of reggaeton. The song says, She likes gasoline. Give me more gasoline. Are phrases that are part of the chorus of the song Gasolina, performed by Daddy Yankee and written by the urban artist himself, along with Eddie D and produced by Looney Tunes. The creators of this song never thought that its success would transcend borders and would be heard in various parts of the world, becoming one of the most important and famous songs in the reggaeton genre. 
To write this song, Eddie D and Daddy Yankee were inspired by the lifestyle of women who like to ride cars or ride in cars. This is how the lyrics, Ella le gusta la gasolina or she likes gasoline are born. Also, the news portal Que Noticias mentioned that he also talks about the origin of the song. To do this, he recalls the description by given by Rolling Stone magazine where he specifies that gasolina originated when Daddy Yankee heard a man on the street yelling at a woman, check it out, mijad, how do you like the gasoline? And a clear allusion to the vehicles to get to the parties. Basically, you know, it's like, how do you like to get to the party? You want to get to the party in my whip? Gasolina has had valuable nominations over the years. Thus, we have his nomination for the Latin Grammy Record of the Year and Latin Billboard Ringtone of the Year in 2005. In addition, his striking video competed in the US MTV Video Music Awards and the Japanese version as well. It should also be noted that this song was included in the best 500 songs in history published by Rolling Stone magazine. Yankee said most of the song was already written by Yankee himself and that Eddie simply added some bars to the song. It is believed that Eddie feels like this is not true and that he was a major part of the song. In an interview with Puerto Rican media personality Molu Yankee was asked about what happened between him and Eddie D. Daddy Yankee responds saying that it is a topic that's been following him for years and one that he's never cared to explain until now. He says, I want to explain the difference between an author and a co-author. He said he came up with the flow for the song while he lived in his old neighborhood of Via Kennedy Projects in Puerto Rico. He said he came up with the hook and chorus while living there. He wondered, what beat can I add these lyrics to? He remembered the song he made, which was a hit. Coge la que va sin jockey, produced by Looney Tunes, and said he wanted to recreate that same energy. This is when he invited Eddie D to help him write some bars. Then they linked up with singer-rapper Glory, the artist whose voice we hear in Gasolina responding to Daddy Yankee saying, Dame mas gasolina, all while recording this over the Coge la que va sin jockey instrumental. He reminds us once again that he's explaining the difference between the author and the collaborator. He explains that it took a team effort to make it all happen. This is why he says he had collaborators in the song, but he's the song's author. Author. Yankee further explains that the issue with how they did business back in the day was that it was all done in good faith with a handshake but nothing in writing were done legally. Eddie D helped co-write a few songs like Taladro, Donde Hubo Fuego and also mentioned that he, that Yankee, wrote the chorus for Quítate tú pa' ponerme yo, which was originally written for Don Omar to sing, but things were happening in Don's life, so it didn't happen that way, and a few of the song's artists helped sing the chorus, right? Like, various artists in the song sang the chorus. That's interesting, right? Like, it's... Basically, let's look at it like this. Jay-Z and Nas, where Daddy Yankee's Jay-Z and Eddie D is Nas. So now let's fast forward to something that's very important about Eddie D. He was supposed to drop an album called El Diario, the my journal i guess or the journal el diario would but it just never came out and it's been over 15 years since this album was supposed to drop and he's been hinting that it was going to drop it's going to drop and it never drops so let's find out a little bit about it what happened with the el diario album el diario would be the album that would take him to the next level but it never arrived Mr. D disappeared from the music scene, and little is known about him since. I could compare Eddie D to J Electronica because of their need for the timing to be perfect to release their music. And here's an interview, right, that was uh, done with J Electronica. Even so, when the interviewer, Adele Platin, later referenced the fact that Jay-Z has publicly urged J Electronica to put an album out, he responded with this gem. He responded with this gem. When it's ready. When it's ready. It don't matter if Donald Trump say, put the album out. Maybe if Minister Farrakhan said, put the album out, then maybe I might go home tonight and throw something together and put it out. Say like with Jay, that's almost like asking, how's the weather now? If I walk outside right now, go across the street, and if somebody recognizes me, the first question they're going to ask me is, when is the album coming? So it's almost like it's not a thing that's just normal to get asked that. But I guess the question you asked me is, what will it take? 
when it's finished, when it's something that I'm pleased with, because regardless of the 6 billion people on planet Earth, even if I put something out and the whole 6 billion says it's absolutely beautiful and I don't feel okay with it, I'm the one that carries that. I have to be at a place where I'm pleased with the offering. So it will come. It's coming soon, right? So the source of that is Jay Electronica says he hasn't made an album because albums are a false concept, right? And maybe there should be an episode on Jay Electronica. Who knows? Let me know in the comments if you're listening to this on YouTube, if you would like a Jay Electronica episode. And if you don't know who Jay Electronica is, he is an artist that works closely with Jay-Z. When he finally actually put out a project, I think last year, the year before, Jay-Z was like, it was basically a Jay-Z featuring Jay Electronica project. Anyways, moving on. Jay Cortez, right? The reggaeton superstar Jay Cortez mentioned in an interview with Chente y Drac that he sang in the intro of El Diario when he was about 14, 15 years old. Crazy, right? A young Jay Cortez. And that kind of should give you an idea that a lot of the artists that you see right now, they just, they didn't just pop out of nowhere, clearly. Right, This guy has been in the circles in the right room since he was a kid. During an interview between Jay Cortez and Molusco of Molusco TV, Molusco asked if Eddie D's album would be well received if it, if it dropped tomorrow. Would he have the engagement or the impact that we all hope it would? Jay replies that when people wait too long for something, the expectations become too high. He said that he would really need to put in the work to promote it. Right, And that's a major thing. You can have the best music ever, but if you're not promoting it in the way that is required in today's day and age, then... You know, it's not going to make the noise it needs, especially without the major label backing, right? Christian Latin urban rapper Redimidos said that he linked up with Eddie D years ago. He wanted to do a song with him. He was invited to go to Eddie's home studio where he played a few tracks off the album for him. Redimido said that he has songs on there that would sound like today's music if they were to drop now. Unfortunately, their collaborative effort never came to life due to Redimido's being in the process of moving from PR to USA at that time. Right, and Redimido's is like a major Christian Latin rapper slash reggaeton artist. And, you know, he makes really good music. He actually made music with the artist Almighty. Uh, he's a reggaeton Latin trap artist as well. And yeah, Redimidos, I actually respect him a lot. So if he says that the music would sound dope now, I believe him. When will Eddie D come back to music? Eddie has been testing an album titled 180 or 180 Degrees, which he had mentioned in an interview around 2010. That album also never came. He said in an interview that he loves music, but hates the music business. Eddie had been teasing an album titled 180 or 180 Degrees, which he had mentioned in an interview around 2010. Imagine how far back that is. That album also never came. He said in an interview that he loves music, but hates the music business. According to a clip I saw from the YouTube channel Chente Idrak Clips, pro producer DJ Urba said that Eddie D was invited to go on stage with Bad Bunny at a concert, but apparently he denied the request because he said that it was not time for him to make his return. Like, that's crazy, right? Like, the current hottest artist in the, one of the hottest artists on the planet is giving you an opportunity to come and reintroduce yourself and you still don't feel like it's time like what are you waiting for bro i mean i don't know what's going on in eddie's life or in his mind but hey if he feels like it's not time it's not time but come on bro it's been almost 20 years in an interview with zion of zion lennox zion mentioned that he wishes he could work with eddie d again to possibly make a part two to their hit song amor de pobre but eddie is ghosting everyone zion also gives eddie his flowers and says he is the most lyrical artist in the latin urban genre both secular and christian genre artists agree that eddie d is the missing element in today's latin urban music scene i really hope he comes back very soon or hopefully when he reads this or if he reads this it can trigger his decision to return and show these current artists how it's meant to sound today and also and if uh, you go over to the blog post here's a, i shared a track that he teased back in 2019 but 
still no return. And the song is actually called My Return, Mi Regreso. What can we learn from this? I learned that working with friends isn't always simple, especially from this experience that we just heard about. The details of their exchange are only known by Yankee and Eddie. They are the only ones who have access to the truth. I believe, right? And this is just me. In order to reach CEO and superstar status in any field, I truly think that individuals must step on others. I mean, that's what I've seen. Stairway to excellence requires you to step on people, right? That's just what I've seen. It is in accordance with the biopics I've seen, such as The Founder, which is a film about McDonald's. And I highly recommend you watch that. That man was a snake, allegedly. Due to my fandom, I find it difficult to accept that Yankee may be a snake. But Eddie D is someone I also like. When it comes to the content of his lyrics, Eddie has also kept it 100 when it comes to his honesty. Even Yankee admitted that he was new to the game. There wasn't a structure for truly monetizing what they were doing or an established industry. Around the time he and Eddie fell out, money was coming in. Yankee mentioned briefly how Looney from the production duo Looney Tunes came to him about payment because he was learning about the industry and realized he should be collecting more. It could have gone south between him and Looney, but he used this example to support his stance that he's always kept his word and does honest business. They are still friends to this day. It's the classic tale of not knowing the business of music. The music business is 90% business and 10% artistic expression, studio time, touring, promo, sponsorships, photo shoots, etc. All of the business needs to happen in order to make one or all of the things mentioned above that are the fun things come to life. And that's what the pioneers of the reggaeton industry realized when they started putting in the work to learn the music business portion of their art. Eddie D has been teasing his return for years. Let's hope that happens soon. Let's also learn from these artists and get all the paperwork in order when we are working with others. When you're going into business with anyone, especially friends, you may end up paying a higher price than you can imagine. Just ask the Isley brothers, right? So what I meant by that is an article that I came across that completely blew my mind because I swear I just saw the Isley brothers on Drink Champs not too long ago. But obviously, those shows are pre-recorded. Who knows how long ago they actually recorded that, but still. So I'm reading here from the New York Post that was... That's dated March 23rd, 2023. Rudolph Isley sues brother Ronald over the Isley brothers trademark. Right? Like, what the heck? So it reads, Rudolph Isley slapped his younger brother Ronald Isley with a lawsuit over trademarks to their legendary music group's name, the Isley brothers. In legal documents obtained by TMZ, the 83-year-old alleged that Ronald made business transactions without his knowledge, which ultimately ended up costing him money. Rudolph insists that his brother's application to trademark the name, the Isley Brothers, was approved the last summer and that he's been cashing in on profits ever since. In the suit, Rudolph says that he and his brother had agreed to evenly split the band's profits following the sudden death of their brother and bandmate, O'Kelly, who died from a heart attack in 1986. The suit alleges that Ronald violated the pair's agreement and obtained the use of the band's name for visual recordings and audiovisual recordings featuring music and animation. Rudolph maintains that he was not consulted on the decision. Rudolph is requesting to be reimbursed for half of the earnings and is asking the judge to reinstate his 50% share in the Grammy-winning band's revenue. That's very unfortunate, you know? Like, these guys have been around since the 1950s, right? That's, I mean, and, and it's sad to see that at this time in their life, they actually have to court, go to court and sue each other, right? Which is wild. And, you know, it just... Who, obviously, we have no idea the details of what happened between them, their relationship amongst them. They are brothers, blood brothers at the end of the day. And it just makes no sense. Like, why would Ronald go out and do that? 
and you know just snake his brother out of money like that but we have no idea what's been going on behind closed doors so this is also something to notice that even when the paperwork seems to be done right don't just let it let it sit around and expect that everything's done you gotta constantly be checking in on your business you gotta constantly be checking in on your matters right this is your life don't put it in other people's hands learn as much as you can you know of what it is that you are doing the business that you are in especially when it's music music is such a shady business and right you can read about this if you would like it's all linked on the blog post at wokeuparebel.com just go to the menu click on woke up a rebel newsletter there is a drop down menu if you hover over the word woke up a rebel newsletter and you can subscribe if you subscribe you'll get uh, access to exclusive info if you are one of our subscribers so i want to leave you with this thank you so much for checking this out hopefully you check out eddie d's music i made a list of some of my favorite tracks by eddie d on the blog post so if you want to head over and check that out I wrote there uh, close to the end of the post, right? Some of my favorite tracks, including um, the song by Eddie D and Frankie Ruiz, Quiero, Hablame Claro, Taladro, Locura Automática, Remix, Vivito y Coleando, and so many songs. Like, Eddie D had so many hits, and highly recommend you check them out, right? So stay blessed. Thank you so much for joining me. I am Mario of Woke Up A Rebel, and this was episode number 23 of Revelations Podcast. 